This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Hoss. Hey guys, welcome to episode 6 of the Drunken Comedian Podcast. It's delightful to be back. Thank you for returning for another episode. Um, thank you if you got in touch uh, with the last episode. Um, we've had a lot of new people coming to listen to this, uh, and it's really appreciated that you're here. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for coming back and listening to another episode. It's it's a really, it's a delight to do this podcast. Um, what's not allowed us to get really drunk with comedians uh, hasn't really turned into that. But what it has turned into, uh, it's a really honest interview uh, with a comedian about their comedy uh, over a drink. Um, I really enjoy it as well because uh, I get to chat to people and essentially it's like having a friendship but under the guise of a podcast. <laughs> I, I'm allowed to have friends for just under 45 minutes. But yeah, um, today we have uh, another great episode coming up for you. Uh, we have the formidable and very up and coming Kelly Convey, everyone. Um, Kelly, she is a comedian I gig with quite a lot. Um, she's based in London and she's performed at a couple of my gigs before and uh, we met at the Hastings Fringe Festival in 2016. Um, it, we met the day before Brexit, I believe. Uh, and we stayed in touch ever since and uh, in this last year, as you'll hear, she has shot up so much. Uh, she's got an agent. Uh, she's been on television quite a lot. She's really doing a lot quite fast. She's rapidly growing. And I thought I'd have a, uh, a quick chat with her outside at um, the next year at the Hastings Fringe Festival. Yes, it's another Hastings Fringe podcast. Yeah, so well, we had a chat about a lot of things and it was really good fun and uh, Kelly was delighted to chat too. Uh, but we're going to go straight into this. But before we get into it, uh, there was a couple of noise issues in terms of there's a lot of background noise because uh, we were sat on a very busy high street. It was a Saturday afternoon and there was a lot of people around. So there's a lot of background chatter and there's a couple of cars going past. Uh, and uh, I, I had to edit out uh, a part where a dog started having a fight with someone. Uh, so, well, if you do want to listen to that, um, keep, keep an eye out. There's also a reference to uh, chatting to some other people uh, at the start of the podcast, uh, Jake and Chris, who actually run the Hastings Fringe Festival. Uh, they, uh, we, we started the podcast and they just came over in the first minute and they started chatting. Uh, I've cut that out, however... Later on, there will be a bonus podcast with the uh, with that in it because it's it's a nice little uh, it actually turned into like a sub podcast there. So that will be going up um, relatively soon. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, a little bit of bonus additional material, um, but it's essentially they do the podcast for me, really, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, it's not too long, but it's just it's a little short extract, but um, uh, a short. Of podcasts, perhaps. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll crack on. Uh, also, if you do want to um, come on and see any of my shows, uh, go on to www.matthosscomedy.com. See all my upcoming gigs. We'd love to see you. Just tell me you're a, a drunk com fan, and we'll see you soon. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Hello. 
hope you're ready for our podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. Make sure you come play on a bus or a train, because we're going to go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast. Yeah. Hope you're ready for the podcast. I bet you're ready for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're probably ready. Enjoy the podcast. Do I need to like say like something? Uh, Hi, I'm Kelly Condon. I'm here with you can, yeah, can Matt you, Hart. Actually, yeah, do that. That just for, not for the podcast, just for me. That would be wicked. <laughs> <laughs> try, okay. Yeah, try, just try something like, "Hi, I'm Kelly Conby. I'm uh, I'm uh, on Matt's podcast today." Hi, I'm Kelly Conby. I'm here with Matt Hoss for his podcast of dreams. We're sitting in the sunshine in Hastings at the Hastings Fringe 2017. The best fringe around. Well, I mean, in Hastings <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, and um, absolute pleasure to be here. Um, got a little white wine spritz on the old go. And, um, How is the spritzer? It's, it's delicious. Thanks, oh, Matt. Thanks. Uh, such a gentleman. Um, and uh, we're just going to see it in the afternoon, aren't we, before our yeah. shows? Well, well yeah, we're, we're, as we say, we're in the Hastings Fringe Comedy f- uh, Festival uh, outside Dragon Bar, just chilling uh, and just yeah. enjoying ourselves. Just, yeah. just loving life. Yes. Loving life. Uh, we, we just had a, um, a conversation with the, uh, the festival organisers and, uh, yeah, they, uh, they were just, uh, it was just, they almost did the podcast for us, so it's really <laughs> good. I'm almost out of a job. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so how did the last? Yeah, they're better than you, Matt. I'm sorry, oh, mate. Oh, oh, you've only just started, but yeah. they post some really good questions. In there. Yeah, they. Uh, to be honest, they stole all my questions. That's it. <laughs> I have nothing else to say we'll now. Have to just, we'll have to just put your voice. Yeah, over I, I, I was actually, so Kelly. I mean, well, because obviously there's some background noise, so I thought I might have to record. So I might be like, "Hey," uh, I might, I might do it, which yeah. might be quite creepy, but. Um, but yeah, uh, how are you doing, Kelly? How's things? I'm good, thanks, Matt. I am really good. Um, busy little bee. Of course. Um, yeah, I've been um, very busy recently, running myself into the ground, but, but you know, it, I love it. I, I really enjoy it, and um, I don't know. I, I think it's it, over the last year since I started comedy, it's completely changed my life for the yeah. better, and and it's uh, it's 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 so, in so many different ways. It, you know, a I I get to do what I love, and yeah. I've finally found. What I'm truly meant to do in life, you know, this is, I really do feel like this is my, this is where I belong. Yeah. I've done some, you know, incredible stuff in my life, but never felt the, 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 the oneness, which is so wanky thing to say, but like oh, no. the, the, the completely whole, wholeness of doing this because I can be myself. Yeah. I don't need to put anything on. I don't need to put on an accent. I don't need to do anything. That's what my show's about at the moment. It's yeah. sort of, you know, I, you know, I don't need to put on a posh voice for people to, to re, you know, respect what I'm saying or listen to what I'm saying, which is so re- refreshing, uh, considering the corporate jobs that I've had previously, yeah. where I had to sort of, you know, hello, I'm Kelly, lovely to meet you, yeah. you know, and all that shit. I, you know, and but also it's opened up a whole world of people. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone in the industry is is so nice, um, and. I don't know, just like doing stuff like this, you know yeah, what I mean? Like really sitting cool, in the sun it? and, yeah. um, you know, just just being, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, what, what jobs have you had in the past before you started stand-up? Uh, so my first job out of uni was working for Fox 
um, oh, wow. Fox TV. So I started there as a PA, yeah. um, and then I worked my way up, and I was uh, doing global acquisitions. So I used to buy a TV show. So I used to watch like the pilots of a show, yeah. and then oh, we wow. decide if we wanted oh, them on our channels. That's such a cool job. Yeah, it was a cool and, job. Uh, and uh, where was that based? Shepherd's Bush. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. we were in Shepherd's Bush. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a wonderful job. It took me around the world. I used to go to Cannes twice a year. I used to watch TV shows. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I brought, like, um, True Blood and, yeah. you know, um, Breaking Bad to the UK, oh, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and then I got the opportunity to uh, travel the UK for a year for Expedia. Yeah. So I left that job and became a travel writer. Wow. So me yeah. and my dog Nelson, we travelled the UK for a year, went to 52 different places in the UK in one year. Wow. Yeah, different place every week. Um, and then that came to an end because uh, it was just a year. Yeah. And then um, I became a wine writer. Wow. And I was a wine, I launched an online magazine yeah. uh, about alcohol and then subsequently got fired for being drunk. <laughs> Wow, that irony. Yeah, the irony of yeah. it. I, but the, the, the good thing is that that happened right at the start of when I started out doing comedy. Yeah. So it was almost like it was meant to be. Yeah. And so I got fired and then that night, and I was drinking too much on the job. I yeah, love okay. a drink. Yeah. And all I was doing was wine tasting all day. Mm-hmm. Instead of spitting it out, I was drinking it. Right? So I was getting a bit of a drinking problem, if I'm honest. Yeah. And, um, Welcome to the Drunker Comedian podcast. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly fitting. <laughs> yeah. Feeling at home. Yeah. Uh, while I drink wine. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but um, the reality of um, A, losing my job. Yeah. Um, but B, on the day I got fired, I had a gig at the Cav. It's probably like my third gig or something. And that's the uh, Cavendish Arms. Yeah, yeah, the Cavendish Arms. And I got really smashed and really embarrassed myself. I went up on stage and I was drunk. And uh, yeah, I embarrassed myself, and I think that was the turning point for me. It's like, do I take comedy seriously, or is it just some hobby that I, I think I can go and get drunk and do, and yeah. you know, not respect the art? Yeah. And I decided, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I want to do this, and I want to do it seriously. Yeah. So since March last year, when that happened, um, I've yeah, I've hammered out. I've pretty yeah. much gigged at least five times a week. I've done about three hundred gigs in a year. Yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then you know, it's just it's it's all gone really well. Like that four months in, I was yeah. in the final. So you think you're funny? Yeah. I was in the semi-final of Funny Women. Semi-final of Leicester Square. Basically, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but never, oh, never, 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 never winning them. Yeah. I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. Um, so. Um, it just it just really took off, yeah. and I think being in those competitions were key for the agents to see yeah. me. And but uh, you you say you you're never the bride, but you've you've done amazing in just one year. Like uh, you've you've really uh, you've really gone from a, um, a strength to strength as well. Like, it, I said, we met here last year, uh, well, uh, just under a year ago, and uh, yeah, like you were just well not starting out just then, but you were certainly just growing your comedy wings. And since then, you've uh, got an agent. You're with off the curve, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's very and, exciting. And you just have uh, a lot. You have so much uh, like media interest. You've written your first hour as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, you you yeah, you say. You're doing really well for yourself. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what 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 thing are you most proud of that's happened in the last year? Um, yeah, I think getting signed was was the big thing. I think you know, like it, it, being signed is key in this industry. And I think um, you know, when when I got signed, that really solidified the hard work that I put in. You yeah. know, it, it, it is a hard it is hard work, and I've I've worked my ass off and drove around the country and done unpaid gigs and. 
really put a lot of work in and I think that that was the coming together of all of that and, yeah. and sort of them saying no you, yeah you are good enough and that for me was the site oh, okay yeah. like yes but then once you get signed that's when the real hard work starts because yeah. it's not like you get signed and then it's like easy sailing from there it's actually yeah. it's a hundred times more work and a, a, a hundred times more pressure yeah you know everyone's watching you yeah some people hoping that you might fail <laughs> uh, so do you do you have any of that for people who want to see you fail or because uh, like i think from in, in my head if i um like obviously it's to a lesser degree uh, but like i would say that people no, sorry and people don't want me to fail but people aren't always uh, the most supportive but do you, uh, I, but I think that might be my own paranoia so what I is think so. yeah uh, I think I think look no I don't think anyone wants you to fail but with this industry it's you know everyone's working really hard for the same goal yeah and it's very public when those goals are achieved yeah so certainly. it's it, it it can be disheartening if you're not quite getting those achievements that other people are um, but I think the best thing about this industry is that um, no two comedians are the same so there's plenty of room for everyone yeah um, well yeah it's, it's just time and place and yeah. things like that the factors that go into it I don't think anyone wishes me bad luck no, at no. all I think it's uh, I, I have a good few friends it, 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 comedians who sort of say every time you post something up mm-hmm. I want to hate you but yeah. I, I, yeah, you're so nice that, that I can't that's the thing though it's like um, I c- a lot of people say that comedians are quite jealous and fickle, and uh, and I think um, I think people want the best for themselves. They do want success, but equally, when success does happen for other people, uh, for me, I'm 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 never like, uh, oh, well, I should. I mean, that wow, good for them. That's amazing. You know, yeah. like I'm, um, I think there's a lot more pride for other people, and uh, yeah, and I think there is a sense of community within that as well. Um, Massive community. I mean, I think like. This is so supportive. It's, yeah. You know, everyone is super supportive in this industry, and I don't, I don't think anyone gets to, the, the the nature of a comedian is a very emotional person. Yeah. And obviously, we, we we do we we tend to show our emotions more obviously than others, and I think that like everyone is in it together. Like the amount of friends that I've made over the last year, and you know when you're there and you're doing the competitions or whatever no one's backstage trying to like psych someone out they're like come on you can do this yeah. and you know everyone is, is is in it together i think it's it's a very humbling job yeah so everyone is humbled at all times even when you meet the big big names they're so they're yeah. so humbled by their experiences because you're never far away from being humbled you're yeah. never far away from dying on your ass yeah. so i think oh, yeah. everyone gets it you know yeah totally um, have you had any like moments like because i've had a lot of like awkward backstage moments where i've been on a bill with someone and i've had i'm quite a big comedy fan boy as well so i'm like oh i'm a big fan of you and i've really kind of been quite awkward if you know like yeah. I, I remember i saw seymour mace uh, uh, on Wednesday and then I was on a bill with him on a Friday night and I was like oh uh, it's female mate he did a joke the other day it was the best joke I've ever seen in t- 2017 and he just kind of looked at me quite strangely and he's just like oh, alright man that's fine uh, and yeah. then it was just awkward in the green room for a but, little bit but I, I guarantee it's because he, again he wasn't weirded out by what you say but it's that that humbling nature of yeah. going oh I'm sure it's not that good yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and, and I think you have people come up to you afterwards and go that was great and yeah. like okay yeah. like uh, you know it's almost like a it's a it's really nice yeah. to hear but it's quite hard to take as uh, well. and also I think maybe it is hard to take because like 
but whenever I, I do do a good gig and people do compliment me, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I kind of brush it off. I'm like, yeah, it's my job. But when yeah. it goes badly and I get bad feedback, I, 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 it's, it's like it's carved into my flesh kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, because I think when you do a joke and when you, you know, when you're when you're saying that, it's it's, it's you basically saying, this is in my head. Do you agree? Do you find this yeah. funny? Yeah. And is you're bearing your soul yeah, it's, it's, out to people, so. Their reactions are so key and so so important. Um, but did I, did I ever had an awkward moment? Um, I mean, yeah, there's loads of awkward moments. I mean, I I think like sometimes I get a lot right where like I went to a gig with Jacob Hawley, my, yeah. my my gorgeous Jacob, I love him, and we went down to Portsmouth uh-huh. for this gig, and we got there early, and we we're in the green room, we're waiting for people, the the other acts, and they're like local you know old hats kind of thing uh-huh. and they come in and they're like all right like and they say hello to jacob they shake his hand they're like you're right so you brought your girlfriend along oh no and God. it's like yeah, no she's actually on the bill and yeah. then he was like oh bless her like so have you have you done many off the curb gigs and i was like yeah i've done one or two yeah oh. and then i went on stage and jacob's like by the way mate like she's she's actually signed to off the curb yeah, and he was yeah. like oh and then I smashed the gig and I come off and they were like oh hi 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 hello you know you're right and all this stuff mm, and, uh, how, yeah. how sassy were you with them afterwards or were you, were no you it's sassy yeah. I mean I get it all the time I had a bounce, it's in my set actually I talk about a bouncer and I got to the, the door and he was like where's your ticket and I was like no mate I'm on the bill and he was like <laughs> good one where's yeah. your ticket you yeah. know and it, it does happen a lot um, but that's, that's you know I don't care. Like I don't care yeah. about that. I mean, times when I've made it awkward. <laughs> so when I, I was on with Dara O'Brien the other week, and uh, I, I, yeah, I, I probably that's the most fangirl I've been because yeah. I really wanted a picture with him. Yeah. And he didn't mind, but it was it was probably not the most professional thing to do after a gig and be like, Dara, can I have a photo? Especially because he's signed to the same bloody yeah. agent. I yeah. mean, we had the same agent, but, but he was I, very nice. I, as, as you mentioned earlier, I think um, uh, it's a weird thing because. The, the comedians who are coming up now who are successful because there's so many comedians out there and it's hard to, to succeed that you do have to be kind of big comedy fans you know it's, yeah. it's the people who do love comedy and have passion because if, if you don't have any passion for stand-up you're not it's, it's very unlikely that you're going to go to, to the top kind of thing sure. uh, so when you do meet your heroes I imagine that they'll get it quite a lot because they feel oh my god I'm in love yeah. with you yeah um, yeah, I think like I think it's sort of like that's your, your stepping stone, and like you 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 are that person on the bill that like yeah. you know it, it, that's the way it works in the industry. You do the middle unpaid spot, yeah. then you might get the opening spot, then you get the headlining spot, and I think as you go up through the the industry, like you know, there's there's gigs now, well, like open mic where you know it's sort of like I was desperate and so nervous to get a spot and now I get to headline those gigs and yeah. like and then with the ones the, 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 the pro gigs that are like quite high profile I'll get to do a 10 minute spot in the middle of like yeah. some of my you know I was I had uh, Sarah Pascoe open oh. me in the middle and then Joe Lysett close oh, up, it's, up it's the creek that's a dream like, isn't it, isn't it? and I was like what the hell is going on like yeah. you know it's like crazy but hopefully 
one day, you know, there's going to be someone in the middle there, yeah. and I'm going to be the opening spot. And that will be you me. Know. I'll be in the middle. Like, oh my god, Kelly, I'm your biggest. <laughs> oh god, like, do you remember we did a podcast in Hastings and we got heckled by seagulls? Uh, <laughs> and you're like, who's this bitch? I don't know. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get ready for my gigs. Yeah, so. uh, sorry. Can you? Um, we've had enough male comedians in this industry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless you. You on the bill? Yeah. Are you? Did you come with your girlfriend? <laughs> Whose boyfriend are you then, yeah. Matt? <laughs> uh, well, one day, one day I'll get there. To that I, I have no doubt. One I have day, no yeah. doubt. Um, I've, I've got some kind of generic podcast questions I ask most people. Okay, uh, I shoot some at you? Yeah. Okay. Describe your act in three words. Oh, describe my act in three words. Okay. Um, I would say um, uh, provocative. Ooh. Um, honest. Yeah. And hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope that would go without saying, but yeah, <laughs> provocative, uh, uh, honest, and hilarious. That's uh, good. Okay. I, I, I know. I'll, yeah. That's good. That's, that's yeah. good. Uh, you can have uh, a, 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 well, you can have another one if you want. Uh, well, instead of hilarious, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a cop out, isn't it? Um, I'd say um, provocative, honest, and um, um, I'd say refreshing. Okay, cool. Like a white wine spritzer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think it's just the perspective of, uh, that from women that, that's not really heard too often. Okay. Yeah. Um, in what way? Yeah, it's because I, I, I think, think I, I saw you uh, last Sunday. I did a podcast with Constantine, uh, and um, but yeah, I saw you perform there, and I I, I was I, so poorly, yeah. man. Oh I was yeah. So like, Ill. You said, but then again, I didn't see it affect your performance. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I felt. But, uh, but uh, so, in what way do you think you're, you're refreshing? Because uh, I think you say on stage that you uh, you kind of give this kind of unique uh, like working class angle, and you were mentioned earlier that you didn't have to you didn't have to pretend to be anyone else as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I don't know. I think like I am. I am like working working class. I think I, I have like you know. I have. I have the, the. I think what I'm trying to do with this show as well is that you know. I've, I come full circle, so I do have a very working class upbringing, but I've had a very quite privileged adult life. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel that that's a massive benefit to me because I've got the best of both worlds, and I can be empathetic. Um, and you know, you can put me in a really nice restaurant, but also stick me in a fucking boozer, and yeah. I, I have no problems with it. Yeah. You know? um, so I think it's. Uh, the, the working class aspect of it is that I, I am real, but I'm not removed from what yeah. everyone yeah. has as well. So, um, but then I think from the female aspect of it, especially with the stuff that I do that's around sex, it's um, it's 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 a I feel a viewpoint that most women have, but very few express openly outside of their friendship groups. Right. Uh-huh. So you know, like uh, I, women are just as filthy as men. Oh yeah, and and they say just as filthy things as men, um, but to be seen saying that would make you some sort of slag or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's not about that. You know, it's like we're all in the modern day and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, would, I would say that you, um, I think you you give a refreshing take on on the modern woman. I would say because like uh, obviously I think obviously sex is covered by a lot of female comics throughout the years. Like uh, I. Was, uh, I I'd say Sarah Millican would talk a lot about it uh, as well. Um, but then again, I think 
for the the Tinder age, I think you're very good at like kind of like really getting the snapshot of uh, what what it's like. Really. Yeah, and, uh, I think I think like Sarah, Sarah Milliken's amazing at it because she makes it quite wholesome yes. in, in a way, like which is crazy, and, and I'm quite the opposite of that. Um, okay. I think that she 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 gives a real insight into what sort of maybe married women are like in yes. the bedroom, like yeah. that, like you know which is again unheard of like you yeah. know like a real insight to what a real woman really wants to have in the bedroom whereas I think um, mine is from a very open perspective of that I am single woman and you know they're you know single women just go out on the prowl yeah. just as much yeah. as men like you wonder why a group of girls are all doled up yeah. at the pub it's because yeah. they're you know they're yeah. hunting for dick yeah. like and they'll say it amongst themselves but they'll yeah. never openly admit but, that and it's I a think, game isn't it yeah, so, well yeah. yeah well I just think it's just sort of it's just not as accepted you know a guy yeah, sleeps totally. around and it's like praised and a woman sleeps around and it's sort of questioned and um it, it, it's bullshit you know it's yeah. like it's like as if to say that the, the rule of sex on the first day is still a valid concept in today's modern age bullshit yeah. like sorry yeah. no like no like none of like if a girl my girls anyway if they like a guy yeah. right then shag him yeah. you know what I'm saying right like and I think that do they have phone numbers uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say you on that um, but, but you know they have to like you first oh, yeah, but you know that is, that's the key issue which is always I think that's the thing I think that's the thing is that I think not all men but you know it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of common that men would just sleep with anything right yeah, yeah. but women don't and so to say that you're sexually like out there as a woman would imply that you sleep with anything yeah when actually it really doesn't you're yeah. very picky but yeah. if you fit the bill yeah you, fit the <laughs> you know bill. Yeah. you fit the bill yeah. so um yeah so i think that that aspect of it as well but i yeah. you know i think i'm changing because all of my sex stuff come right when i very first started doing comedy yeah and that they say that like you start with your bits, you go up to your heart, and then you go to your head in the stages wow. of a comedian, which yeah, I think is really that, clever. That's right? a really yeah, that's you know, a great. Like you I've just never start heard that out with your bits, yeah. and you you know because that's what everyone finds funny, and yeah. it's so funny. It's, oh, I got willy, you yeah. know, I got funny. Yeah. So you make you you make. You, you start there because it's a safe place because it's an easy place yeah. then you move to your heart which I'm doing now which yeah. I'm talking more about my um, my working class upbringing and like you know my, my social stature and then soon yeah. I might be able to do political comedy yeah. which I don't think well, but like current but, affairs and things like that comes I, later you know I, I, think, well, I don't think necessarily uh, into, like thinking with your brain is necessarily uh, it doesn't always have to be political but I understand what, what I've always been fascinated about uh, talking from the heart obviously I think that's a great setup of how you say that but yeah I do think I'm in the mixture between heart and uh, and, and brain kind of thing but, uh, but I also think for different crowds you have to play to different things so sometimes you have to like alright let's go down to uh, the basement kind of thing yeah, yeah. but that, yeah and exactly and that's what's really refreshing me because just I've been doing some new material recently which is all about being addicted to my phone yeah. and addicted to Facebook and things like that um, and it's a comp- for the first time in a year, which I, is only a short space of time, but yeah. believe me, I've gone through a lot of material. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm doing an hour now, so I've got a, a, this is this is you know plus hours sort yeah. of times, and it's the first time I've written something that I could do pretty much to any audience, even if they were young 
yeah. people there, it wouldn't matter. And I think that that's really good to have in my arsenal yeah. of like stuff because now when I walk into places, I used to walk in and it'd be like literally all old people. Yeah, yeah. And I go, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, and I literally would be like, oh, I'm not going to have a good gig tonight. Like, you go into some pub in the middle of nowhere and then start talking about Tinder or sex. They hate it. So now I can go in and go, sweet, because even the older generation, they are on their phones and things like that. And and other things like class stuff, you know, the, 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 the class stuff that I have in this show is also that so like you say it's so true if I walk into Top Secret and they're all young yeah I'll just whip out the, the sex stuff yeah, they, yeah. they fucking love it yeah um, but then if I go into a pub and there's all old people yeah. I'll just whip out the Facebook stuff and and, and it's, it's 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 great to have that yeah like option yeah. now you know where do you remember when you first started oh, out yeah, you and you've got your five minute set yeah. and you go and like, you've got to do your yeah. five minute set like well, and that's it well, that's, like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I used to be so constrained as a performer because I, I used to I used to have my set and I would do it hella high water kind of thing yes and um, bec- I would always fill it up too much that I, had, I had too much to say so I would, I was, first I was rushing through my set to kind of get to the end uh Secondly, if something happened, I wouldn't react to it. Yes. Uh, so I kind of uh, now I'm a performer, which is uh, it's actually the opposite now. It's like uh, the material's there if I need it, but I'm just happy just to be on stage and kind of tit around yes. and just kind of I'll, I'll kind of play some seriously. Like uh, uh, obviously, uh, I, I'm try- I, I aim to be like Ross Noble one day, so to kind of kind of just improvise with the audience kind of thing and just kind of uh, work yeah. around them because like I find it's it's way funnier for them to kind of interact with them and I think. Stand-up, because it's live, it's the only art form where the audience can like, uh, forge the ending, really. It's, it's yeah. about uh, engaging community and bringing people together. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what I love about stand-up as well. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that... I don't know when the turning point was, but for me, like, there was a turning point where I stopped slowly but surely, very tentatively... You know, if something happened in the crowd, I'd react to it. Yeah. Or even like, you know, like just if someone really laughs, we were like, you like that one, babe, didn't you? Like, yeah. you know, and since I, and I don't remember what it was that started me doing that. Maybe, I've done a few MC <laughs> gigs, maybe, is that, I'm not sure, but like when you start incorporating that involvement where it becomes a conversation with a room yeah. full of people, you, you shouldn't be blocked from them. Like yeah. you, if you see something, a glass falls. Yeah. Yeah. say something yeah, like yeah. you know because everyone has heard it and by ignoring it yeah. you've made everyone feel awkward yeah, and and so and once I managed to be able to grasp that idea um, yeah for sure my set really came together and it's because it's it's a uh, you're being honest with the audience uh, yes. and uh, and it is a dialogue even though you're the one speaking it's, it's a communication as well yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I remember this uh, story I heard from Lynn Ruth Miller she told me uh, uh, that this elderly lady went to go and see this American comedian and this American comedian he was doing really well uh, but uh, this old lady had never seen stand-up comedy before she sat at the front and uh, he was doing his set and he was asking a lot of rhetorical questions but he wasn't really thinking about his set but 
So every time the old lady heard this rhetorical question, she would answer it to be like, yeah, be like, oh, um, what's the deal with airplane food? And she'd be like, oh, I don't know. And, and but because he couldn't deal with the fact that uh, she, she, yeah, uh, she was engaging with him, uh, but he didn't because uh, he didn't know anything else from his script. He died in his ass, so he wasn't like engaging with yeah. it. But so. It's, uh, that was always a great story for me because I, I learned that you had to always engage and uh, it, make it a once in a lifetime experience because uh, you'll never get the same people in the same room on the same day ever again you know? yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. about that experience and yeah. you have to mould that it's funny you said that actually because that really reminded me of a gig that I did uh, up, the, up the creek and um, I was doing really really well and it was towards the end and then I can't remember what it was but I said something and a woman right at the front said something that was really good. Really, it wasn't a heckle. It really helped the set. And I blanked her. Yeah. And I remember walking out because it just like you was just saying, you just want to finish your routine, yeah. like because yeah. you've got your structure. And I remember walking out. I was driving home and just going because uh, I always listen to it on the way home. And I was just listening to her. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Why did you ignore yeah. her? Yeah, like, why did you do that? Because you could feel the room change straight yeah. afterwards. And it was just like, yeah, because I didn't involve her, everyone else feels alienated yeah. now. Like, you've just, like, you've put a barrier up between you and the audience. It's, it's like putting, a, like, a, a pebble in your shoe and everyone's mm. like, oh, okay, it's a bit, bit weird now. Uh, but if you kind of deal with a pebble, uh, you can kind of continue. Yeah. Uh, but then again, um, I remember I was on, um, I was doing, like, the middle, uh, for a gig which Paul McCaffrey was on and uh, but then it, uh, he was like gearing up to get into like to close he was like yeah to finish his set and he was getting there and getting there the, the room had been uh, not rowdy but they're being talkative uh, in terms of like they were pitching and stuff uh, uh, and at the, right just before the climax of him getting to that final punchline some heckled him and he was like and what was beautiful because he was like uh, he was like about to take off and but he had to like kind of go right back round so he had to build the audience back up uh, he kind of oh, dealt yeah, with the heckle yeah. and the belt uh, build oh, the energy and get them to, to take off and yeah. I thought that was an amazing skill, skill to have what that was, skill. That was yeah, a professional yeah, for sure yeah. I mean I think that yeah like it's I, I just I always say to myself you've got to be like present like be present uh-huh. don't like I say some people people when they're, they're especially new and they they, and I definitely did it. Yeah. Is look above everyone. Yeah. So you're like looking above everyone's heads. And I know it's like, and it just takes time, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely used to it, and it just, you just completely just, you, you might as well just be doing it to an empty room, yeah. you're not engaging with any of them. I used to always look at the floor when I did my oh, set, because no, I, I was trying to remember. I'm try, yeah, I'm just, I, was, I was trying to remember, and also I was like, didn't want, and yeah. I, I would not like to revisit any of those games. <laughs> like, oh, God. That's even, that is the, that's yeah, the, is worst, the worst, is looking it? at is, the floor. Is, uh, that is the worst, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you <laughs> Do that still? No, that's what that's entirely my act now, isn't it? Just say uh, no. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just with your back to the audience. But I said like, no. That, no. Oh, I'll God. do it from the side. Yeah. I'm just gonna do it from over here. Yeah, but as I say, you might as well not be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah. There, but I do think it's to do with confidence. Because as soon as I knew I was getting better, at it, I was more like happy to kind of engage. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. No, completely. I think it's the confidence in your material. Because um, uh, I still get really nervous if it's brand new material. But more about. It not necessarily going wrong, but they're forgetting. Mm. So I think that once you know it's so like verbatim, if there is an interruption, mm-hmm. you should always be able to deviate 
and yes, get straight yeah. back in Definitely. to where you were. And I think once you've got that confidence, that's when you allow yourself yeah. to break. Yeah. And it's just knowing your material inside out that you can yeah. just say it and it just, you know, because on that Constantine gig, yeah. like, um, great gig. Yeah. Way, it was a really good gig. I just felt so dizzy and so ill, which I have been recently. And um, before I went on, I had this like the scares because it was new material as well yeah. I was doing. But I had the scares of like forgetting it because I felt like so shit. And then I went on, and it just—it was like I was on autopilot. Yeah. Because yeah. I was really—I felt like I was going to pass out. And I came off, and I was like, "Fuck! How did I just do that?" Yeah, yeah. I literally, and I think that that's when it—it's um, become second nature in your life. Mm-hmm. Is when, no matter what, you can switch it on. I, I felt like shit, but that's not anyone else's problem in the room. Yeah. You know, I remember did when I very first started, I didn't feel very well. When I said it right at the start, I said, "No one gives a fuck if you don't feel." Very yeah, well. yeah, they've come out for a night out, and so I, they're out for yeah. a night out. They want to have fun. Yeah, like if you're not very well, you shouldn't have done it. No one wants to feel sorry for uh, you. And like, you know. also, uh, as I get older, I realise when you go to do a comedy night, people have got babysitters, have dressed up for their night and stuff like that. And for you to go, oh well, I'm not feeling very well. It's like they exactly. they put effort into it as well, so you should as well. Yeah, uh, this isn't because I think that's the problem as well, especially when you gig constantly is that you know it's just another night yeah. like for you like you know it's every I mean I gig every single day of the week yeah. you know what I mean every day pretty much I've like I do about 26 gigs a month That's minimum yeah. and so it just well so you go and no matter how grand it is or small it is or whatever it's just another gig and for them like you just said it's 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 a their night out yeah, like really especially when they've paid you yeah. know if they've paid to come and see a show you put on a fucking show yeah you know and um it's your it's your job yeah you know well, i'll ask you a couple of final uh, podcast questions yes um what is the worst thing that you've done on stage the worst thing i've done on stage is Without a doubt, when I when I was telling you earlier, when I got drunk, oh, and, yes, I, so. and I did a, a gig at the Cav, and I I had red wine all down my front. <laughs> I don't rem- I don't remember the gig. I actually have no idea what happened at this gig. Could have right? smashed it. No, I didn't. Um, no, I, I it, you should ask Mickey Overman because I know she was there and I know she was horrified. Um, oh, <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I had red wine all down my phone. I can't remember doing it. Uh, Nathan Roberts was on as well, and that's when I spilt my wine because he said he lost his virginity like at age 18. I went, Wah! really loud, like a heckle almost. Oh, wow, yeah. Like I heckled another act, right? Yeah. And I'm on. Spilt the red wine down myself. Uh, went up. I don't remember it. My friend filmed it. Yeah. This is like my third gig or something. Literally my third gig, I think. And uh, I looked at, I looked, I went to play the video in the morning and I had it on for about two seconds where it just sees me get up onto the stage. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. And then I stopped yeah. watching it and yeah. deleted the yeah. video. I never yeah. watched it. Yeah. So, uh, and, but, but, but I'm glad that happened because it really made me go, yeah. Actually, you fucking respect this, so don't do it at all. Yeah. Like, don't don't be turning up like that because you've made yourself look like an idiot. You know. So yeah. So well, I'm glad it happened. Well, it 
it's a um, it's a weird one because when you when you die and you have that recording, it's like you you should watch it because you want to improve. But also, equally, your ego doesn't want to uh, watch it as well. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm I I definitely know that I could improve 100 percent from that gig. And uh, okay. Uh, what is the strangest heckle uh, you've ever seen? Yeah. Whether, it, it Whether it's for me or not. Oh, yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> I, was at a gig, <laughs> I was at a gig when a guy shouted out uh, at halfway through this dude's set. He was just like, when's the comedy going to start? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just pretty yeah. But true. Yeah. Um, uh, no, yeah. um, uh, it's nice that you were at my gig. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that was you, isn't it? No, I um, uh, uh, Where did Heckle I've had? Um, where is it? I actually bloody the um, natties. Yeah. When I did the natties, one of the judges heckled me twice. Really? Who was that? Twice. Uh, you'd like to say who the, the judge was? I don't know yeah. who she was. Oh, I can't believe that's bad. Sir. She heckled me twice. She was really drunk in the front row. Oh, and, uh, I went up and I had planned to say because it was a really good bill. We had like Callie Beaton and, and, and yeah. Mickey and everyone on. And um, <laughs> I planned this whole bit about just being, like, spoke a bit about saying how it's nice to be on a bill with all these people and something about. You know, in 10 years' time, I'll look back and tell my grandchildren they won't believe me, kind of yeah. joke. She went, we don't want to hear about the other... Ju- <laughs> we don't want to hear about the other acts, yeah? Just get on with it. Oh, my God. And then I started doing my routine, and then, like, just before my first punchline after that, she uh, she went, how's this funny? How's this funny? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, she can. Uh, yeah, she can shove that up around. <laughs> she was really drunk. I don't yeah. know. She was. I don't I, know. I remember one time. Um, I I I do uh, like a stand-up uh, academia, and uh, I was doing a presentation. I was doing a paper at the uh, British Talent Comedy Conference, and I was the younger the youngest person to ever present a paper. That's and cool. uh, I was doing about uh, how uh, how comedians progress and how what the state of the industry is. And uh, I mentioned uh, about comedy awards, and I mentioned funny women, and uh, Lynn Parker, who is the head of funny yeah. women. I know Lynn well. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, she was in there, and uh, during this conference, I was trying to be professional, and she heckles me, and goes, "Oh, that's me, that is." And the, the comedy partner no was like, "Need to put her down, need to put her down." I was like, I "Had to remain professional." I was like, "Oh, that's good. I'll continue with the presentation." Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit, Lynn Parker heckled yeah. you, <laughs> but in a, like in, a, in an academic presentation as well. So oh. like, I, I was like 21 as well, so I was, uh, and it was my first ever presentation, uh, and it's kind of strange because um, I was. A bit nervous about because I was like, it's it's slightly different things. You're not going for last, but you're also trying to be engaging and yeah, interesting. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a bit more pressure, I'd imagine. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I was talking to like the like the smartest people in the comedy and like and like there's people like Dr. Oliver Double, uh, Dr. Sophie Quirk, and uh, Dr. Sharon Lockyer. All these great comedy uh, analysts were here as well. So I was just like, uh, here's here's what I thought about some things. I've got some quotes from some comedy books. I'm a nerd, please. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit different, but. Um, but yeah, I think we'll uh, wrap up there. So thank you so much, Kelly. Thank lovely. you for having me, lovely man. Uh, and um, yeah, this is, I mean, what, what better than you bought me a nice little wine, sat in the sunshine down yeah. in Hastings. It's lovely. It's and, been lovely. Yeah. And uh, where can people find you on Twitter and uh, uh, on I social am, media? Uh, uh, social media, I'm Kelly Convy Comedy. Um, 
and uh, I've got my website kellyconvy.com or you can book me through Off The Curbs. Brilliant, uh, and thank you so much for coming on, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's my pleasure, thank you so much. That's Kelly Conby, everyone. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. It was really good fun. I had a nice time. Uh, it was a delight for, to chat to you, as per usual. You can find Kelly on social media, on Twitter, and uh, she she's getting quite big quite fast, so keep an eye out for her. So, as I said earlier, you can uh, um, go into my website to find out upcoming gigs, which I'm doing, www.matthousecomedy.com. I'm also doing a lot of projects at the moment. I'm running a, a startup of a comedy night called Viva Last Vegans, which is a vegan comedy night with vegan comedians, which is it is a thing which people do like. Uh, the first one is the 3rd of August in Canterbury, but there will be more dates coming up into your area very soon, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, and also, I've been uh, writing a weekly Game of Thrones blog, which is um, as nerdy as it sounds. Uh, it's a blog, which uh, a humorous blog, which um, where I react to the week's episode of Series Seven of Game of Thrones every week, uh, and it, it's it's something I really enjoy so far. Uh, and if you enjoy Game of Thrones as well, or just want to. Look at a, a, a nerdy guy from afar. You can find that on my website as well. Also, please follow us on Drunk Compod on Twitter and Facebook. There should be a new Facebook group coming up in the next seven weeks, so please join that and we can chat about <laughs> comedians or beer or the podcasts, whatever you want, really. But do join the group. It would be great to uh, uh, see the community start uh, coming alive. Uh, and hopefully uh, it should be quite fun. Also, it's at Drunk Compod. Also, a quick re- recommendation. I produce another podcast called A History of Comedy in Several Objects, which is a uh, pretty much what it sounds. It's a podcast about the history of comedy um, uh, throughout the ages. We interview uh, big comedians like Richard Herring, Josie Long, Angela Barnes, and we essentially uh, uh, talk about uh, the history, uh, but uh, through uh, the analysis of a single object found in, in the British Stand-Up Comedy Archive. Dr. Oliver Double and Elspeth Miller are the hosts of that. Uh, and if you do want to check that out, um, go and check out Histcompod. Uh, and that uh, that is also, uh, it's a cracking podcast, and yeah, there's a little snippet of me right at the end as well, uh, of every episode. But yeah, uh, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy that. Uh, it's a bit more analytical. Uh, this is a bit more um, loose, so to say. A bit more freeform. But uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy that as well. Thank you so much for listening. Please do download, share and subscribe. Give us a review if you can. That'd be lovely. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Bye.